0: So, I need you to say, welcome to the greatest lover on the planet's show. No, I don't think so. Okay, I need you to say, welcome to the sexiest man on the earth's show. Bar set way too high. Uh, Okay, um... I need you to say, welcome to Brahms Show. Welcome to Brahms Show. Yeah, I guess that will have to work. Hello and welcome back. This is Brahms Show. And uh, can you believe that we are already on the week of Thanksgiving? This year is almost over, folks which is just crazy because it seems, on one hand, like it just started. Uh, But on the other hand, especially if you've been following these mandates that say you've got to be uh, home for uh, the rest of your life, it could feel like an eternity. It reminds me of that old joke about the man that had, uh, you know, he went on a date with the most boring woman he had ever met in his entire life, probably the most boring woman that ever existed. And they asked the question, said, well, how's your date? And he said, well, let me tell you, if I was going to die next week, I would ask her to marry me right now. To which they looked at him and said, what? Are you serious? It was that good? And he said, yes, it was that good, because living with her would seem like an eternity. So (laughs) we're kind of at that position, right? (laughs) I'm going to talk for just a little bit today about and, and real quick before I get into that let's talk about what tomorrow's going to hold this is the week of thanksgiving and tuesday we're going to be sitting down with Travis Stevens and the goal is to be able to have that uploaded by tuesday and our goal is also to be able to have a podcast up posted every day monday through friday And uh, there may be a day here or there where we're not able to get that accomplished. And that is all in the meantime while we are getting the groundwork for our other bigger picture. And that bigger picture would include guest hosts that would fill in from time to time. But Travis Stevens, if, you've never, if you don't know him, if you've never been introduced, he's never been on the podcast. I don't think he's ever done his own podcast, but he is starting one. And um, it looks like uh, he and I might be having a joint venture with it, which is going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. But I do want to talk for a little bit, especially since we're getting close to the holidays, the challenge of watching your children grow up. And I can tell you after today and what dawned on me today is there really is a challenge. And it is, maybe it's easier for some, right? We've got some absentee father issues in this nation. And partially that's because of the government uh, bailing out families. And so dads don't feel necessary. They're not important. They don't matter because uh, they can be on welfare and make just as much money on welfare as if dad was home. And so, but I have been an active dad. I have been a dad that has been around um, and at least financially, but more than financially, right? Missy and I have now been married for over 25 years and been very involved in watching our kids grow up. In the last, however, stated having stated that, in the last several weeks, even months, I have seen myself uh, just spiraling. My, my head was just, uh, I, I was struggling with depression. I just all kinds of crazy things and emotions and moods. And it dawned on me just today, what exactly is going on? So let me give you a small background of, as to why I personally believe, at least at this moment, why I was having these issues and specifically in relation to my children. So Elena, is my oldest. And uh, Elena is now 24 years old. During this podcast, she's while this podcast is being done, she's 24 years old, and she's followed by Brianna. And Brianna is 21 years old. And both of them are followed by Chandler and Cheney is what I call him. He is 19 years old. Now let me give you a little more of a background and how this begins to affect my personal mind, and maybe it does yours too when you've gone through this, especially if you are active with your children and their lives. So for me, Elena is now in a relationship with, uh, well, if he ever watches this, William, you're a jerk. (laughs) I'm only saying that because um, she's talking about moving to Oklahoma. And that's where William lives. Now, honestly, if we're gonna be clear about it, William's not a jerk. William is uh, just an upstanding guy. As a matter of fact, uh, he's texted me several times, we've talked on the phone, we've uh, uh, we, we've just, he's come down to, to visit, we've gone out, we've hung out. Uh, great young man, think the world of him. And so thrilled. For him and Elena. But Elena, in the process, now they're not engaged as of yet, but we do see the handwriting on the wall. And she's talking about moving to Oklahoma, even possibly before they get engaged and moving up there and getting an apartment and will probably live there, at least temporarily, for a little while before, God willing, they're able to move back. And I, I hope that that does become true and that does happen. However, I must also recognize there is that potential that it just might not happen. And that would be enough. That would be bad enough is a better way to put it. But then I've got Brianna. And Brianna, my 21-year-old, has now decided, now she was in college. She was going to a community college to get some of the understudy, some of the basics down before going and progressing. She was originally studying to be a psychologist. And in the middle of this, during the semester and with COVID and all that, the semester ended and she kind of decided she was going to go a different direction. And she's decided she's going to go to Bible college. Now, I am a pastor. You would think that a pastor, when a pastor hears that their child is going to Bible college, is going to be very enthused, right? He's going to be over the moon. Yes, 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 getting into ministry. That's awesome. That's fantastic. But not this dad. And it's not just because she's going to Bible college. But she's not, now we live in Texas. But she's not going to a Bible college in Texas. She decided instead she's going to go to a Bible college in Indiana. Now Indiana is not just next door to Texas. And so all of a sudden, this dad has got some serious issues. He's most likely going to be losing one daughter in the next few months at least to Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma is not Arkansas. I want to make sure we make that clear. We've talked about Arkansas. It's not Arkansas, but it's not Texas either. <laughs> so losing one to Oklahoma, and then right around the same time, losing another one to Indiana, which is just not next door to Texas. If you don't live in Texas, how can I put this, Texas is not next door to Texas. You can drive 12 hours and still be in the state, and that's without getting lost. So Texas isn't next door to Texas, Oklahoma is not next door to Texas, Indiana is not next door to Texas. And I thought that I was fine. Now, I was upset. I'll be honest with you. I was a little more upset with Brianna than I was with Elena because Elena, you know, she's going to Oklahoma, but at least um, she's getting married. You you know, there there are all these expectations. And Brianna, she's why are you going to have to leave me right as I'm losing one? I'm going to lose two right at the same time. As a matter of fact, my wife and I talked about it on the ride home today and then Chaney this is when it really hit me I'm taking Missy and I and those of you that don't know Missy's my wife we're taking Chaney, we're taking Chandler to house set and actually he's going to cat set he's always loved cats he's one weird boy he's loved cats all of his life and he read uh, a kid's book about warrior cats if you've ever heard of it And that really got him infatuated with cats. And there is a young lady who we've known for, she's basically just part of the family. But she has asked Chandler if he will come and watch her cats while she's away. And so Chandler agreed and we dropped him off in San Antonio. And right after I I walked with him to the door as he opened up the door you know, make sure that he was able to get in. And I walk away, and I begin to leave, and I feel these emotions just sweep over me. And all of a sudden, it became clear. Now, all the trip, driving from Seguin, where the church is that we pastor, to San Antonio, I am trying to talk Chandler out, of cat sitting and house sitting. Are you sure, son? Two days is a long time. You know, what are you going to do if you get bored? You can't just go to the store. You don't have a car. Are you sure this is really what you want to do? You know, you could back out. You could change your mind. No, Dad, I'm doing this. I want to do this. And she's got all kinds of snacks for me there. And I'm going to watch anime. And I'm planning on doing this and that. And... I'm just going to have fun and it's just going to be me and the cats and they're so cute and cuddly. <laughs> and he goes on and on and I'm not able I'm not able to talk him out of that. Guy in the sound booth really needs to get his act together. So I'm not able to talk <laughs> I'm not able to talk him out of that. And so I drop him off and I'm now heading back to the vehicle. I've walked him to the door, made sure he's able to get in. And now I'm walking back to the vehicle and it hits me and it dawns on me. The reason I've been having all these issues has not been because I'm mad at my kids, hasn't been because I've been upset, it hasn't been because you know they've just really been bad. None of that. None of that's true. But the real issue is I am being forced to watch my, by age, adult children grow up. Now, they've already grown up, but now begin to pull and separate from us. Now, if you've never been through that, i got to tell you, you're going to need my prayer when the time comes. (laughs) I was so bad, ladies and gentlemen, I was so bad with this. A few days ago, I struggled in my mind and thought to, I didn't realize what the issue was, but I thought to myself, maybe I can call other preacher friends that have also gone through some of these same things and I can talk to them and they could tell me what I need to tell my kids to get my kids in line. Because my kids have all obviously, obviously lost it. I mean, they're not thinking clearly. And then today it dawned on me, yes, Dad, they are thinking clearly. They are thinking clearly. The issue is you don't want to see your kids grow up. And with that, you you also have to process the idea and the notion that as my kids grow up, they're going to make choices and decisions that I don't like, like going all the way to Oklahoma or all the way to Indiana or all the way to San Antonio when you live in Marion which is just on the outskirts of San Antonio. But nonetheless at some point now generally and I've always joked about it I've always joked about the idea that you know I when Elena went to college I love joking that, Hey, I got one down. I just got two more to go. I finally got that. I've got one out. Elena doesn't live with us by the way. She's lives in her own apartment, but her apartment right now at the moment is just about 15 minutes down the road, 15, 20 minutes tops. So anytime there's an issue, I can be right there and she can always come here. Oklahoma is a different issue. That's a whole different scenario. I can't just drop everything and show up when she has a flat tire. But I know William can. And there's the issue with Brianna. You see, Brianna is going to Bible college, but if she has a flat tire, I'm not going to be able to be there to help her change it. She runs out of gas. I'm not going to be able to drive out there with a gas can and fill it up. And Now, I, if I'm going to be honest... And my kids don't listen to this podcast, right? So it's just you and me talking. And it really, it's just you and me. There's nobody else out there that's going to listen to this except for you and me. In the last few weeks, Brianna's had vehicle problems. But I'm thinking to myself, you know what? You're about to be on your own. Figure it out. Run out of gas? Tough cookies. Need to change your tire? tough luck. You're going to be on your own. You're going to ditch me. This is what life's going to be like. That was some of my mentality, but I didn't know what was really going on. I didn't know what my head and heart were they were there was a disconnect because my heart or my head wasn't processing what was going on in my heart. What was going on in my heart was the loss of the children. As they grow up, they're still my children. They're always going to be my children, right? And in your heart, that's always going to be true. But in your head, you have to recognize, no, they're adults. And as adults, I've got to give them the space to make choices and decisions I don't think they should make. And when they mess up, now I've got to be honest, I have never met the perfect parent. I don't think the perfect parent exists. You know, we've told our kids, we don't want you to make the mistakes we've made. But don't fool yourself, you're going to make your own mistakes. You're going to make your own bad choices and decisions in raising your kids. Just don't make ours. We've also encouraged our kids, we want you to do better raising your kids than we did raising you. We want you to do better looking back i have to remark now my my parents weren't perfect because there's no such thing as a perfect parent but with me there was one thing my mom and i don't know, don't know how she got it done i don't know how she got it right some of my siblings we may look at it from different perspectives and you don't have to worry because my mom's not going to listen to this podcast either <laughs> It's just you and me. But my mom, my my siblings and I, some of us look at it from different perspectives. And one of those is, well, mom just wasn't really there for us. At least when we became adults, right? And for me, I had to look at it totally different. My mom, now, we I did have my mom and my dad. But the way I've looked at it is... My mom knew enough to step back and let me fail. Let me mess my life up and then try to figure out how to fix it again. Now, first of all, let me make sure you understand. I couldn't fix it by myself, but I had to learn that. I had to learn it. And if mom would have been right there to fix my issues, I would have never learned it. I've got one sister that would tell you that she feels or could feel like mom wasn't necessarily there, but at the same time she says that, this one sister, i got to put it out there, is one of the strongest, most tenacious, the strongest-willed, most successful, and I'm not talking finances, although finances are a part of it, a go-getter, doesn't take a backseat to anybody, anything, a giver, one of the kindest, an amazing, an amazing lady. Now, as a child, as a teenager, had it very difficult I mean, had it rough, had physical issues, was abused. I won't go into all those details, and I won't tell what sister. I'm. That wouldn't be right. But the same sister, the same girl, might come off and say, well, Mom wasn't there. And I get that. But I got to tell you, This girl, my sister, is one of the most amazing ladies I know. And a part of that, part of the reason she's amazing, is she had to learn how to make it on her own. And that helped make her. Now, did my parents do everything just right? Oh, Lord, no. Oh, in some areas, both my parents absolutely butchered it they did. And guess what? Raising my kids, there are areas where I absolutely butchered it. I did. The first few years of my life, I'm pastoring a church that has people that are ultra oh, conservative doesn't really convey the right. Legalistic is a better term, right? Because I say conservative and you're going to think political. I'm not talking political but biblically legalistic to the extent that they would add things into the Bible that weren't there and ignore things that were, right, that type of legalistic. And I'm pastoring a church that's got people like that. I've got other minister friends that have views that are like that. And I cared so much of what my other friends and the people I pastored thought that I would enforce rules that are not biblical, and I never personally believed. And my kids knew I didn't personally believe them. But I would enforce them with an iron fist, because we can't let our image down. I messed up. I had to go back to my children. I had to go back to them and apologize. Now, I don't know if you're a parent And I don't know if you've ever recognized areas where you just missed the mark. But if we don't apologize to anybody when we miss the mark, we ought to apologize to our children. There are things I could have done differently. Can I tell you, my mom, this is pretty cool. My mom, now my dad's passed away. My dad, definitely, he wasn't perfect. He was far from it. First time I ever heard my dad say please or thank you, I was 37 years old. It was about one year before he died. First time I ever heard him say please or thank you. And I'm not kidding. I literally cried. I talked to my wife with tears running down my face, telling her how moved I was that I heard those words come out of his mouth. Perfect? No. But an amazing thing, I had a conversation with my mom several weeks ago now, and I was expressing how there were things I wish I would have done differently. And my mom comes back with, so do I. We all have that. But we can't focus on it. You know what? She's right. We can't, but what we can do, and even if my children are grown up, we can go back to our kids and say the areas I got wrong, I am sorry, please forgive me. So after I'm leaving Cheney and I'm dropping him off and I'm heading towards a vehicle, I stop and I get out my phone. Haven't made it back to the car yet. Missy is sitting in the car waiting for me and I'm not gonna take the time in the car to type it I'm gonna type it right there on the sidewalk and so I type we've got a family chat the kids and Missy myself were all in it and I type a small note not very long not very wordy pretty simple pretty basic This is what it says. I just dropped Cheney off and realized my issue. I'm not doing well with you guys growing slash grown up. I apologize for some of the ways I've acted. This is crazy hard for me. I love you and want you to stay my churdens. Now, some of you might not know what churdens are. When Elena was little, she couldn't pronounce the word children. And so it was churdens. And so now, 24 years later, we still refer to our children as churdens. One of the hardest things you'll ever do as a mom or a dad is let them go. But it's important. It's important we do it, and it's also important that when they make the choices we disapprove of and we think are in error, that we love them through it. And you see, now I'm coming back to my mom, my mom and my dad. There was a moment where Missy and I weren't sure if our marriage was going to be able to make it. We've been married 25 years, but it wasn't always roses. And there were times, there was a space of time, a better way to put it, where it really looked dark and it looked bad. And I made horrible choices and bad decisions and almost wrecked our marriage. But you want to know one of the really amazing things about my parents, they never stopped loving me. They never stopped loving Missy. And they didn't come over and immediately pick us up and wipe all the dust off. But what they did do, they loved us through it. Mom and Dad, if that's all you do, that's the greatest gift you can give your kids. My kids, every one of my kids know if they get arrested for doing some criminal activity, and when I say criminal activity, I'm not talking tyranny criminal, right? Because they arrest somebody for defending themselves. I'm not talking about that type of thing. But they do a serious criminal act. I'm not going to be there to bail them out. I'm not going to go to the jail and post bond for them. I'm not going to pay their attorney fees. They know that. You got yourself in the mess, you're going to have to get yourself out. Janie at one time had gotten himself in a mess. And he was just at the boy who was never, well, except for school, not wanting to do his work. Outside of that, he was never really in trouble. This was such a heartbreak for us. But he also knew, matter of fact, we got a call. I won't go into all the details, but we got a call saying, you need to come pick your boy up from a police officer. It wasn't, now looking back, it wasn't that bad. A lot of parents have dealt dealt with worse. But I got to tell you what my response was. My response was, well, can you lock him up for the night? We think he needs to learn a lesson. This isn't the behavior that a 17-year-old boy does. To which the officer said, I'm sorry, sir. I get it, I totally understand. But we just got too much going on today. We We can't take the time, and I don't remember if the jail was already full or there was something else going on, and so he made an excuse. And so we went to pick him up. But one of the really cool things is Cheney learned a valuable, a crazy valuable lesson that day. Never been in trouble again. Now graduated high school, gotten his life on track. You see, you too, we need to learn to let our kids face the consequences, but we also need to learn to love them through it. Now we laugh about it. We joke about it. Not a big deal now. Water under the bridge. But it's important that we allow life to happen to them. But at the same time, love them through it. I ended up talking crazy long. I'm out of here. We'll talk to you all later.